Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant, to shot. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life. AD basketball. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA Podcast. I'm joined again with my good mate Callum. How you doing, man? Yeah, man. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. How you going? Going really well. Uh, we, we had a week off, but we're back talking NBA basketball, talking fantasy hoops. So um, always good to sit down and have a chat with you, man. That's it. That's it. We got some all-stars to talk about. So Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, we might as well jump straight into it. Our, our first topic of the day, uh, obviously all-star starter voting has uh, begun um, so we're going to pitch our well, basically our votes or who we think should be uh, the starters in the in the uh, all-star game or whether or not there is an all-star game coming up it looks like there might be um, but we're recording this on the 3rd of February so just to take that into account things may change in the future um, I'm not exactly sure when voting closes but 3rd of February right now um, let's start off with the East we will be making our picks based on who is eligible for each position uh, so that will come into factor who have you got as your East starters Cal? My East starters okay I feel like there's four pretty much locks and, and the one that's a bit of a gamble is that last guard spot Okay. Um, so I'll do my forwards first because I think, yep. as I said, I think these guys are all locks. So you I agree. I think the I think the forwards easy to pick. Yeah, hundred percent. So I've got Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Well pronounced. <laughs> cool. Are, are we in agreement there? Is that what you had for the forwards? That is what I had. I thought that was easy pickings. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So so then the guards are a bit more. You know, you can throw a dice. Um, I yeah. went with Kyrie Irving and James Harden. I've gone with the Brooklyn. The really? Brooklyn okay. Okay. Just so, out of curiosity, because I have both, I have two different names. So which one did you think was the lock? You said four out of the five were locks. I put Kyrie in there just because yeah. I love Kyrie. I know in terms of like, if we're talking about, you know, um, you know, all NBA teams, he might not be in there. But for an all-star game, this guy is so good like handles he's gonna yeah. get votes people love him he's just really a lock i think he should be in there too because he actually has been falling yeah. out so um, is that he, as i said he's so good to watch he's made is that, the all-star game is that your team that you think should be in there or you you're predicting will be in there um i think it they i could take james harden off because he probably doesn't but i still think he's the best player so i'm yeah I think he should be in there you know what, yeah. even though it was a mess he he ditched um, the boys out in Houston. He's still such a good player. I'm still going to pay him respect. So I, yeah, I think he no, still fair deserves enough. to be there. Fair, fair enough. I, I can definitely see the argument. He definitely came across my consideration. But um, like I said, I've got two different guards there. And I found this, of all the like the West, East, uh, front court, uh, back court, I, I found this the hardest, these two positions. So um, like I said, I could have, Kyrie Irving was probably more in consideration to me than, than James Harden. I don't know, just James Harden, just... I don't know, like the whole Houston Rocket thing. He, he hasn't really put forth as much of a statistical season compared to what we're used to. And he's also got those defensive um, sort of issues. So I, I faded away from James Harden. Kyrie definitely came to consideration. But my two guards are um, 
the first one who I am very, very strongly opinionated that this guy should be in there, and that's Jalen Brown from the Celtics. And, uh, and the, the other guy is Malcolm Brogdon, who I was very surprised to see myself put in there. Um, but I wanted to give someone from the Pacers some love. And to be, to be fair, he's been incredible. So uh, Jalen Brown and Malcolm Brogdon are my two. Now, this does not mean that I think that Jalen Brown's a better player than Jason Tatum. Um, but he is a guard, and I think that Jalen Brown has been amazing to start this year and should be recognized uh, for that team. And I think that, yeah, for a team like the Celtics, who are sort of up the top of the standings for the East, you know, top four teams, I think they deserve to have a starter on there. So what do you think of those two players? Look, I just want to jump out and say, as a bit of a disclaimer, I hate this whole guard forward thing. Jalen Brown, yeah. to me, is a forward. And, and yes, yeah. he was... He, he was, I did have to consider him though for the guards, but because technically he was a guard. Yeah. Um, but I was looking at people like, I know Trey Young made it last year. I didn't really he also, like yeah. him being picked there. I don't think he deserved it on such a losing team. Um, yeah. So, and, and for that kind of basis, again, I don't really want him there again this season. They're better this year really than they were last year. Around. What was that, sorry? The Hawks are better this year than they were last year at this point of the yeah. season. I know it's early. That, that's true. So I did give him a bit more consideration, but I still just yeah. didn't give it to him. I don't know why. Yes. I thought Kyrie was there, and then look, James Harden is still James Harden. He's yeah. still putting up like 24 with like 11 assists. Um, yeah. Right now, look, if you look at the Brooklyn Nets record since they did the trade, it's. I mean, look, aren't they the second in the East right now? Second or third? Uh, yeah, the second in the East, but you've got three Brooklyn Nets? Like, are you gonna, you're going to reward all three? I mean, I know the rest of the team sucks. Like, I mean, Joe, Joe Harris is pretty good, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I. I def- they're all all stars, definitely. They're all all stars. But starters, I don't know. I got to give I got to give Jalen Brown some some love. Like if I read out some of his stats right now, he is absolutely killing it. Um, you know, career highs across the board. He's scoring twenty six and a half points, shooting fifty two and a half percent. You know, increasing its career high assists, career high threes. You know, he's just playing great defense and like. You know, Kemba's been out, Tatum's been out with like COVID and things like that. Now, Marcus Smart has been out, and he's still he's been the consistent player for that that side. Um, so I, I think he definitely deserves it. The real argument to me is is Brogdon versus Kyrie. Um, I kind of pegged Kyrie down a little bit because he was away from the team for a little while. But you know, as we move closer, that's probably going to be less of an issue. Um, no doubt, he's a better player. Um, so I could easily be swayed to, to go Kyrie instead of Malcolm Brogdon, but uh, I just wanted to give Brogdon a bit of love in there. What What do you think about Malcolm? I'm actually I'm a big fan of your Malcolm Brogdon pick. I, I love Malcolm. Um, he and Sabonis has to be all stars. Like they yeah. don't have to be. Yeah, um, they're both awesome. Malcolm, arguably, I guess, is more of the leader on the team. I don't, it's It's hard to say. Like, if you could pick one of them, if we took our positions. Would you prefer to put Sabonis in over Malcolm Brogdon? Um, I don't know. Like, I think... more important to that team? Yeah, look, they're they're very even, and that's the thing that I struggle with. Like, they're both very essential to the team. I might edge... I might edge Sabonis just, just because he's... uh, Yeah, just so uh, versatile as a big man and quite unique as a big man. But it's close. I think... I do really like Brogdon, and he's definitely impressed me this year. And um, since Victor Oladipo has left, he's sort of also stepped up a little bit too. Um, but before he, when he was there as well, he was still good. So um, yeah, now I'm flip flopping. Now, now I'm thinking. Now I'm thinking season. Brogdon. Yeah, he's <laughs> a bit of a flashback to last season. I feel like Brogdon was a lock for the All Star game. He goes down injured, and then Sabonis kind of really went on a bit of a 
um, he, he was kind of killing it, and they, they decided we have to give one all-star to the Pacers because they're doing so well. Yeah. I mean, they finished on the fourth seed at the end of the yeah. season, so they just gave it to Sabonis. And and you look at it now, and look, you still could really flip a coin. Um, but Malcolm Brogdon, he's, he's so efficient. He just doesn't really have those highlight real plays, which will probably get him into the all-star starters. But does he deserve it? Uh, like 100%. Uh, I, uh, I he won't get voted. taking James Harden out of mind, putting Malcolm Brogdon in. Yeah, look, Brogdon won't get voted. He's not he's not the fan favorite that Kyrie Irving or, or, or sort of James Harden is. But if you look at their numbers, like he's averaging 23 points to Kyrie's 28. Yeah, I know Kyrie's scoring a bit more efficiently, but like he's got the assists on him. He's probably a better defender than him. And like you said, I've just got to, I've got to give the Indiana Pacers a bit of love because it's him and Sabonis. Kyrie's got a bit of help on that team with Kevin Durant and James Harden. So, you know, I, I, I lean a little bit more that way to, to Malcolm Brogdon, but like I said, I could easily be flipped. It's probably the closest of the two. But uh, yeah, so you said you didn't consider Jalen Brown? I did. I, he, oh. was, um, he was probably in my number three, um, followed up closely with, um, I guess, with Trey Young. So, like, yeah, okay. that, those guys should be there. I still also did consider, you can throw some names at, like, Zach Levine and, and Colin Sexton. Um, just kind of leading their teams, putting up yeah. good stats. I mean, those Cavs are still in the playoffs right now. Yeah, they're there. They're there. Um, but they, look, we'll see if they become an all-star. I, I'd push for Zach Levine to become one, but uh, look. That's maybe a discussion for another day. Yeah, we will be breaking down our reserves once the starters get announced and we can sort of know who have not been selected and then, and then dive deeper into that. That's where the real debate really begins. Uh, let's go on to the Western Conference. Um, to me, I feel like these are fairly comfortably... Uh, maybe the guards again, maybe struggle to pick between a few of them, but um, who have you got for the Western Conference? All right, so I'll start with my forwards again. So yep. I've got Nikola... Jokic at uh, the first forward. He, he has to be there, right? Has like, to be. He's killing it. Him yep. and Joel Embiid, for me, it's like, oh, dude, you got two centers, bang. Even though yep. we don't do the centers anymore. Uh, they know, have, have to be to there. Both in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, those guys are legit MVP considerations right now. So he's in I there. Think... He's a lock for me. I then had as forwards um, Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James as my last yep. two forwards. I, I um, completely agree. LeBron James, Lakers, their record's awesome. And mm-hmm. Those bloody Clippers, they're doing pretty damn well too. And mm-hmm. we, we expected it, and they're both balling out. So I mm-hmm. think they're locked to mm-hmm. me. Yep. I have the same front court. Um, look, Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid, like, I know we didn't touch on Embiid much, but, like, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, someone will fact check me in the comments on YouTube, but I'm pretty sure they both have the players of the months for both December and January, both of them, respectively. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me. They they are like head and shoulders the best centers in the league and um, clear MVP candidates this season. So uh, even though there's no center spot, they definitely deserve a spot as the starting centers. I'm I'm wondering how the fans will go with with someone like Jokic. I mean, I know I love watching him play, but I'm not sure how much you know the fans would vote him in. Um, maybe an in there. He's getting some love. He's yeah. definitely got some I'm, I'm worried that like someone like an Anthony Davis might get in there over him by the fan like vote. Fan. Yeah. Oh, but I guess the, the, the voting's changed with the, the players and, and, and the media getting a bit of a vote as well. So, um, so yeah, I think those that front court's fine. Um, uh, my I'll guards. Maybe Luca. Like Luca could be a sleeper yeah. to get in there. Well, he's a guard, so he, he comes in under that guard guard category. So, um, I guess that previews that you don't have him on your on your side at all. I do not have my guards. We'll jump in the okay. guards. And yeah. um, I will say Steph Curry yep. and Damian Lillard are my two guards. 
Bang, bang. I have the exact same list. So, yeah, we, we're totally agreeing there in the West. And, and, yeah, like you said, notable absence there is Luka Doncic, um, someone who uh, is very popular and could very well get voted in anyway and would be deserving. But those Mavs have not been doing or performing up to expectations so far. So one of the reasons why I did not vote for him. And Damian Lillard's sort of the last man standing for the Portland Trailblazers right now. They're so injury depleted uh, with Nurkic and CJ both out. So uh, got to give this man props. And, and, you know, Steph is Steph. He's going to ball out and he's doing well on a pretty poor otherwise Golden State Warriors team. So I don't think you can really argue too much with those two. Uh, are there any other sort of notable absentees that you want to want to mention on the West? I'll mention um, CJ McCollum just because he was killing it and the injury is going to hurt him and he yeah. might not even make the All-Star game but he, he was looking like an All-Star um, and then Paul George as well. Uh, yeah. I did consider Paul George he didn't quite make it in there but he's putting up stats too on, on a very good winning team. Yeah, I think I think I would have considered Paul George. I, for some reason, I thought that Kawhi Leonard was going to be a guard because he's he's basically a shooting guard for that team. You know, it's him at the two, Paul George at the three, and then there's Batum playing the four. So um, I thought he might be a guard, but no, he's a forward. So you've got to put him over Paul George. Um, so yeah, I like those those mentions. Uh, Anthony Davis is one I want to mention as well. Do we think that LeBron is still the best Laker? Um, he, he is. I, 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 I think, think he is. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, we're all sort of waiting for that moment where, where Anthony Davis takes over, but it just it hasn't quite happened yet. And, and in actual fact, I know we'll touch on fantasy later, he's had a, almost a down year so far. Um, some percentages have dropped and, and rebounds have dropped compared to previous years. So um, I think that would be, most of the times he's been an all-star starter. So it'd be interesting to see him not make the starters there. Um, whether or not that will happen, we think it shouldn't. Uh, We'll see. All right, let's move away from the all-star starters and let's talk about the play-in tournament. So the play-in tournament is something that we began last year but is continuing this year, and I'm looking forward to it this year. I think it'll be pretty spicy, and they've modified it so that it's the the 7th and the 8th versus the 9th and the 10th um, sort of structure. So it gives a few teams on the bubble, the playoffs, that little bit of extra chance to get in. Uh, we're going to make our predictions just very early. I mean, it's we're only sort of a few games. Some teams have played way more than others, so we'll see how this all shakes out. But give us your prediction, Cal, on the east side first. Who do you think is going to be uh, in that play-in tournament? Uh, well, I think it's going to be um, the Miami Heat and Atlanta Hawks will be in that 7-8, um, and they're going to have to go up against and fight up against the Charlotte Hornets and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. Um, so I, look, I've, I've got. So, I know Miami aren't doing well right now, but I no. still, I still think they're going to jump up. They're, they're going to be in the seventh or eighth seat. They will legitimately be a playoff team, and they're going to have to verse one of these nine to tens. Um, so I've got them predicted to go against the Cavs. I think those Cavs will kind of stick around around the five hundred ish, a bit below. They're a bit hot right now. Um, I think they're so, about five hundred, but I think so they you, will drop off. Yeah. So the ten and ten and eleven right now. So ten wins, eleven losses. Um, so. Your seven to ten matchup. What's that? That's Miami versus Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. So that's your, okay. Cool. And you've got Miami as the seventh seed. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I have a slightly different take on that. I've got the seventh seed being the Charlotte Hornets versus the tenth seed Miami Heat. Um, I think the Miami Heat will beat the Charlotte Hornets. I think I think they will eventually get into the playoffs, but they may have to do it the long way because. 
I, I'm a bit. I was further down on you than the, on the Heat to begin with. They've definitely not even reached my expectations. Um, but I do think they'll scrap and, and claw their way back in. I don't know. I just think there's a there's a fair they're a fair way down. I know it's earlier in the season, but like teams, I've actually got the Atlanta Hawks not in this discussion at all. I think they're going to be a six seed. So, um, and I have a team like Cleveland dropping down. Um, there's just a lot of teams that are doing better than I thought. So I feel as though the Miami Heat have too much ground to make it up to get right back into that proper playoff picture. But in this matchup, I would probably pick them to win over Charlotte um, just based on you know the quality of the team that they are. Uh, but they've had a lot of injury and COVID struggles, so uh, remains to be seen. But look, they're, they're 7-13, 35% win percentage. That's, that's pretty far down the list. Yeah, but look, there's still a lot more games to play. And I'll yeah. tell you right now, Jimmy Butler is hearing you. He's taking the <laughs> And, and Spo, Spo's the amazing coach. We all know this. Oh, yeah, um, 100%. He, if anyone can bring it back, it's, it's the, like they're back now. They're healthy. Even Hero had some injuries. That The COVID hit them pretty badly. Now that they are kind of full strength, Jimmy's back. They'll definitely yeah. make a push. And they're a very good team. They were pre- predicted in Vegas to have about 50 wins. They're now back to that team that they're healthy. They should... If they remain healthy, um, obviously is the one kind of disclaimer, but I have complete confidence in them that they'll, they'll make it up to the seven or eight. Um, I've got them at that seven. So okay. I have confidence in that team, man. Fair enough, fair enough. Look, it, it, I think it'll all be close around there, but I'm just hedging my bets a little bit. I think they, they won't make it quite that high. All right, who's your eight nine matchup? So eight nine is that Atlanta Hawks versus Charlotte. I got Atlanta in the eight. Oh, yep. Okay. The Charlotte. So, uh, just out of interest, where do you see Toronto finishing? I reckon they're eleven. They're just out of it for me. They reckon like, they're out of it, really? Sorry, Toronto, but I reckon okay. They're out. Jeez. Okay. See, that surprises me because they're they're right up with the Charlotte Hornets and Cleveland Cavaliers, and I actually think that they're a better team than both those guys. Um, so, I think um, I think the Raptors are going to push up to the eighth seed and hold that, and they're going to verse the Chicago Bulls is my uh, eight versus nine. I actually have... Yeah, I got the Bulls in there. Like they're, they're sticking around. I think, you know, I know we, we joked about it on our prediction podcast at the start, and, and Jermaine was very hot on them too, but I think I think they'll get there. Like, their, their coaching difference, they even, they're even struggling with that Wendell Carter right now, But uh, and they lost Larry Markin earlier in the season, so I think they've got some games that they can win. And I'm just looking at the, of these teams, Atlanta, Cleveland, Charlotte, Toronto, Chicago, that's the six through 10 matchup. I'm just the least confident in Cleveland. I just think that they matched their team and roster just, it doesn't, I know they're doing all right, but I just have to think that it's going to drop off at some point. Um, that their guards are still young. Their bigs don't space the floor very well. Kevin Love is old and injury ridden. So, I don't know. I just I, I haven't fully come around to the the Cavs just yet. Look, they don't need no Kevin Love. Kevin Love's garbage. He's trash. Um, <laughs> that team is good, and the reason I was tossing up between Cleveland and Toronto, and the reason I gave them the edge is I just kind of decided, you know what, with, with Jarrett Allen being the addition to that roster, he, he can put up twenty five minutes a game and really contribute to that team because he's a perfect fit. You got Sexton playing like an all star if he maintains that. Um, he definitely. Um, can kind of carry the, the offensive load with Garland making plays um, and then you have Drummond doing his thing I mean it, it's just like one of those lineups that if you're a big man and you have to go up against Drummond and Jared Allen on a night it's just like oh, you know, it's, it's something you rough. want to look forward to they're going to make yeah. you work 
They've got they've got forty eight minutes of like a, a good center rotation. Uh, I mean, I, I'm fairly down on Drummond, but I love Jared Allen. Um, yeah, I, I guess a lot of hate. He can still he's still decent. Yeah, like, he's decent. Him, him and Blake Griffin, and this is like, you know, not not all star Blake Griffin really, right on the, the lower end of his career. That they made it to that was a seventh or eighth seed. Um, yeah, those two players. Everyone else is pretty garbage. So yeah, yes, fair enough. Isn't like an amazing all star, but he still can contribute to winning against certain teams. Yeah, he's he's still a solid player. Um, look. I don't know. I feel like you're dogging the Raptors here. I think, I don't know. They, I know that, you know, they, they've had a rough start to the season, but the last few games, they're six and four in their last 10 games. They're, they're starting to come back. They're starting to figure it out. Pascal Siakam's slowly getting, he's shooting less threes, getting to the hoop a bit more. Fred Van Vliet dropped bloody 54 points today, <laughs> hit 11 threes. They've got talent on this roster. Um, and, you know, we love, we love some Nick Nurse. So they're well coached. I think, I think you're doing a bit dirty. I think that they're, they're right around this team. And before the season, we predicted them to be well into playoffs. So I think that, um, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm disagreeing with your take that they'll fall out to the 10th because I think they're, they're at the 9th right now. So you're expecting them to get worse. Well, well, that's because I think Miami, Miami are going in 100%. So someone's uh, coming out. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, One team I, that I we... just have weird faith in Charlotte. I really like watching Charlotte. They're yeah. actually probably my favorite team to watch. And they're yeah, basketball. They're hard to beat. I've got them. I've got them the highest. I've got them at the seventh of all these teams that we're talking about. Team. I mean, I do have Atlanta at six because I, I do think that they have done well even with some injuries, um, and they're going to be full strength soon. So um, I think they'll be up there. But yeah, I don't know. I think you're doing the, the Raptors dirty. One team that we haven't mentioned, which we did predict earlier in our playoff prediction podcast, was the Washington Wizards. I think we're both. We're both waving the white flag for the Washington Wizards at the moment. I know they've <laughs> I missed a lot them, of games. They, they've missed a lot of games from COVID, so they haven't played nearly as many games as other teams, but they're still 4-13. and 13. Like, that's rough. Um, and I just... Westbrook just just seems has reverted to his old ways, but even worse. He's just jacking them up. I know he's had a couple of big games, but I don't know. I just This team just doesn't fill me with confidence, so I don't think they've got the chemistry or talent to make up this deficit that they put themselves in yeah look uh to some degree i do i do agree um i was kind of high on them but look that last game against brooklyn westbrook was looking like old westbrook so on the flip side maybe he had his covid again he had that you know quad contusion maybe he wasn't quite healthy to begin the season and if he does have a bit of a you know swipe back he he, he could make a push for that 10th I'm not going to rule them out yet. I think it's too early to rule them out. Yeah, give, give, yeah. It, give it another month. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm not confident, but but it would not shock me if they made a big run and sort of made some noise and, and could potentially push that tenth tenth spot um, in, in the East. Let's move over to the Western Conference. Um, who have you got for your seventh uh, seventh or tenth matchup? All right, so the matchup there, I have Golden State. At the seventh seed. Okay. And they'll be going up against the Houston Rockets at the tenth. Seed. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, I will just mention that I've got Golden State at my sixth seed, so they escape this um, play-in tournament. Just uh, they edge out the Memphis Grizzlies, who I've got at my seventh seed at the moment, versus the tenth seed Dallas Mavericks. Um, 
who are not doing so good right now, but I think that they will come back into it. Uh, I Look, they've got Kristaps Porzingis back. Um, he is still going to be limited, but obviously they've had a few COVID issues, so I think they'll make it up. Uh, I'll, I'll stop there. Do you, do you have Matt Dallas in your other matchup? I do. Okay, so what's what's your eight versus nine? I got Dallas and the Trailblazers. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I, have, I don't have the Grizzlies. I'm, I'm throwing a bit of hate at that. that <laughs> okay, you think they're going to drop all the way out? It, look, it's it's a flipping coin between them and Houston, uh, but yep. I do have them out currently. Okay, I've in my eight seed, I've got Portland versus Houston. So I think I think it is. So the Grizzlies would be the the, the topic of debate there. Um, I'm worried about Portland as well though, because they've got a lot of injuries. You know, like you know, Nurkic is out, CJ's out. I'm pretty sure they just lost someone else today. Um, oh, Covington's been trash, and also he's injured and things like that. So. Yeah, I'm a bit worried about them. Apparently, uh, Damian Lillard's even fighting against this abdominal injury of some sorts. I'm not sure if he's going to miss any time with that, but I am worried. I would have them much higher if it wasn't for the injury concerns, and that's why I have uh, Golden State getting a bit higher. Um, Memphis. Talk to me about Memphis. Um, They're currently the sixth seed right now. They've missed a lot of games due to COVID, so they haven't played nearly as many games as these guys, but they're still at a 56% win percentage. Um... How do you see them dropping as far down as 10th? Um, I, I just have more faith, I guess, in the other team. I know John Mar- Moran is legit, and he does contribute to winning basketball. Um, but I just feel like there's just more vets around the league. I think if the um, Trailblazers do get hit pretty hard on the injury bug, which like they already have. Like if Dame Lillard goes out, then oh, it's trouble. Know, they're, they're gone. You, you can yeah. they're gone, and the, you can put the Grizzlies up there. So... As, as I said, it was a flip of coin for me. It was them really or Houston at that 10th slot. Yep, yep. Um, and I, I just like how the Houston are playing. They're looking good. they got some old vets, um, you know, kind of like have a bit of an edge on their shoulder. All, all yep. those guys that are fighting for something right now, all of them, you know, being kind of given up on a bit, a lot of injuries, but it's a yep. comeback season for, for like all of them. So. Yeah, like, I think I think they've got something to play for, definitely. And um, like they've got some decent talent on the team. Like Christian Wood, we were hyping up on a previous podcast. Like he's he's a real talent. John Wall's back, you know. Victor Oladipo, he looks like he's rejuvenated. So they've got some got some good pieces there. Um, I'm looking at my thing now, and I'm thinking I'm probably doing the Mavs a little dirty here, and probably taking into account too much of the current record. I think they probably should be high. I've got them at tenth. I think they're probably higher at eight or nine. Um, I've got them at com- eight. Yeah, so I'm now rethinking that a little bit. So I think Houston was the team that I was tossing up, whether or not they make it in or not. Um, Look, I think the Memphis Grizzlies are are good. Like, I know Jar is the main dude, but I think they've got some other good players. And, um, you know, players like De'Anthony Melton, uh, even their rookie um, Bain, who's leading the league in three-point percentage. um, You've got lots of... They're quite a deep roster. You know, they've got a lot of players who are around the same skill level. They haven't even got Jaron Jackson Jr. back, who's their second best player, who's probably still going to miss another three to four weeks. Um, but he's going to come back into the mix. Um, one one positive... Valanciunas has been out. So, and one positive from them missing those games due to COVID is now they're going to have a, a strong, uh, more condensed back end of the season but they're going to have Jaron Jackson Jr. on back for some of those games. So it actually sort of almost worked out in their favor, them missing those games early in the season whilst they're still recovering some of their players from injury. So I actually think that the Memphis Grizzlies will uh, could sneak into the playoffs this year. If they were to come up against a Houston Rockets, I would favor them in that matchup. But against Portland or Dallas, I probably think that they, they lose. 
um, or Golden State. I think they're probably losing those matchups. But I, I would pick them over Houston, definitely. Yeah, I think Houston will make the plan, but they'll, get, they'll just get knocked out. So, yeah. But I look, I think Dallas, they're on the way up. They, they got hit pretty bad with um, yeah. Mike Bidig, <clears throat> too. They did, yeah. Um, and look, they're 8th and 13th. Like, you, you look at the standings, they're 13th. Um, yeah, they're right down. They're, they're, below, but I, I they're below the Thunder. Like, the Thunder are beating them. Like, that's that's concerning. I, I know it's like, yeah, it's it's early in the season. The COVID bug has is, is hit a lot of people. So, um, it, it causes a lot of fluctuations. But, you know, I don't know. I still think that's a bit of a hole for them to get out of. Um, and, and Luca hasn't looked as dominant as we expected him to be. Chris Stops is obviously still getting back into things. So, I don't know. I'm a little bit worried for the Dallas Mavericks. I, I still have faith in Luca. He, he can turn it around. Yeah, well, I'll give some uh, honourable mentions to Darren Fox yep. with those Kings. He has yep. been balling. Uh, yep. They'll be hovering around that tenth slot, just like the Spurs too. Good old yep. reliable and trusty Spurs. Those, those so. are the other twos I was I was considering with that Houston spot as well. Um, they're all sort of in the mix there, but I think I think Houston's probably just got the talent there uh, compared to the other two and. I know the Sacramento Kings. Their defense is just horrible, so I, I just can't trust them. <laughs> I can't trust them to consistently uh, win games. So, but Darren Fox is balling out. All right, let's move on to the fantasy segment of today's podcast. And if you uh, like the content, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and like the video. Um, and you can also follow us over on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA uh, for some quick takes that we'll be throwing out there. Uh, mostly myself on Twitter over there for our opinions when things come up quickly Uh, all right so on our fantasy take today we are talking the top 20 players we're just going to highlight a few key players in that group um if we think that the trends are going to continue um i want to contrast this to some of the adp of players taken at the draft at the start of the season uh, and see who's been sort of the biggest bargains uh to start the season so Running through the list, um, this is based on Basketball Monster, by the way, as well. So if you want to go to that, that website, check it out. It's got some good uh, punting uh, tools that you can use there that I use a lot for my fantasy team. But running through from 1 to 20, at 1, we've got Nikola Jokic, 2, Kawhi Leonard, 3, Kevin Durant, 4, Kyrie Irving, 5, Joel Embiid, 6, CJ McCollum, even though he's uh, been injured, we've still included him, 7, Miles Turner, who's a big surprise, 8, Demi Lillard, 9, Steph Curry, 10, Bradley Beal, 11, James Harden, 12, Fred Van Vliet, who before today was not in this list, um, Zach Levine at 13, 14, Nikola Vucevic, tw- uh, 15, Paul George, 16, Anthony Davis, 17, Christian Wood, 18, Malcolm Brogdon, 19, Chris Middleton, and 20, Jason Tatum. Now, we've also obviously uh, not included Carthony Towns because he's only played four games, so we just set a 10-game minimum limit. So I'll throw it over to you, Cal. What's the players that stand out to you in this list? The, the ones that stand out, I'll start maybe with just the number one player. In, in yeah. Jokic. Uh, he is killing it. And which is great to see because historically he'd always start the season a bit slow. Yes. Um, but like, I guess for the bubble, he slimmed down and he's really just been balling since day one. Um, maybe he just now, hates, maybe just hates October and November. Maybe he's just like a Christmas dude. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're into something there. Maybe he just likes Christmas. Yeah, I don't know. But he is carrying a, a really good team. Um, the Nuggets have had a bit of a hot streak now. They're up to 12 and 8. Um, yep. But he's putting up like 27 points, about 12 rebounds, almost 9 assists. He was averaging a triple-double for about the first month. Um, yeah. His assist has dropped down a bit. But his steals is still elite at 1.8. He always has been pretty good at steals. 
Um, blocks are pretty bad for a big man, but with everything else, and the field goal is just so elite as well oh. for your team. Um, he just doesn't really hurt you much in, in, aside from turnovers, and he's just been a killer. Yeah, he's been a positive in literally every single category except for threes is a minor negative and blocks is only just a negative. Um, so, but literally borderline uh, positive in literally every single category except for turnovers. So, he is someone who, yeah, look, we highlighted in our pre, like our, our sort of top 10 players that Jokic is someone that starts the season late. Hasn't happened this year. He's been on fire. And he was um, an ADP of seven. So that's some big value uh, if you drafted him. And I know you did, Cal. Um, I'm sure you pat yourself on the back. But um, uh, <laughs> someone who has shot up the rankings, and that's a huge jump. Going from the seventh ranked player to the number one player is, is a massive jump because um, the difference in some of those top, top level guys can be can be pretty big so um, congrats if you drafted Nikola Jokic do you uh, what, maintain it do you, do you see him dropping off a bit uh, I, look I don't know if I trust those deals I, I think 1.8 is I don't think it's going to be there I think he's closer to a one steal a game kind of guy uh, which is still solid for a big man but 1.8 is huge like if I look at his it's it's up there with you know in in line with his assists and rebounds value uh, on basketball monster it's a like two standard score um you know so that's providing huge value for him so i think that will drop and potentially the assists may come down slightly so he may not finish as the number one player but i think he's probably going to be a top three yeah yeah i think that's fair enough i i, I totally agree the steals probably come down but everything else i don't see why he can't really maintain what he's doing he's put, yeah. put together an, an mvp season yeah, 100%. He, he looks motivated and he's playing big minutes, um, putting up stats. Um, one guy, look, there's one dude in here of, of anyone in this top 20 list that's sticking out to me uh, that just seems stupid obvious, and it's Miles Turner. Um, this dude, like, he's still in there. He's ranked 7th overall, 8th if you include Carlton Towns. Uh, and it's obviously off the back of his blocks, 3.9 blocks a game, which is a career high. Um, can this dude keep up? like over three and a half blocks a game for the whole season. Do you, do you think you can do it? Um, maybe he can maintain, like right now he's on 3.9. So I yeah. don't see that falling off. But look, may, maybe at the end when it's all said and done, he could have, say that like low threes, like three, one, yeah. three, two. Um, just because he, he has been maintaining it. And we, we've seen players do it before in modern history. Um, you got someone like yeah. you know, Serge Ibaka or... Hassan well, just Whiteside last just last year, up. Hassan Whiteside was doing it. So, yeah, yeah, it's doable. Definitely, it, it's definitely doable. Um, like at the start of the season, he was averaging over four, and you can see it slowly start to come down. Every now and again, he'll have a six ga- six block game or, or something stupid. But even just him going from three point nine to three blocks a game is going to cut his value fairly significantly, just because it is such a highly concentrated stat. Um, yeah, it's like so far and away his most positive category. He is actually only a positive contributor in three other categories. That's rebounds, steals, and field goal percentage. Um, so, oh, and turnovers just. but And they're all sort of under one standard score away from being negative. So it's really the blocks that's floating up his value. And obviously, if you need the blocks, you, you know, he's great for your team. But if you don't need the blocks, he's literally, you know, outside the top 50 he's he's not even close to relevant to you so um just someone who I'd, i want to highlight and and sort of 
yeah, I think I think he's definitely someone. We'll talk about sell highs later. Um, you can't really sell high because if you want blocks, he's given it to you, and I think he will continue to give that to you for the entire season. So um, I, I think you just sort of enjoy the ride when you when you got uh, Miles Turner inside the top ten. Um, but I think that will definitely drop off. Uh, who's yeah, someone else dropping that... back to like that kind of twenty-ish value when when that when the yeah. blocks do drop down to about that three game, yeah, uh, three point one. He'll probably be the you know late teens at 18 19 yeah I, I actually see him falling out so the top 20 i think he'll be close towards like 30 uh in my opinion uh, even if the blocks do stay high i just think it's such a big difference between four blocks and three blocks a game in terms of rankings um so anyone else stand out to you cal um yeah look um freddie van fleet just got boosted up into the top 20 Oof. after today's performance yeah um he's been performing pretty well uh, the 11 points he put up today are pretty uh, pretty damn impressive, but I don't know. I just 11, 11 threes, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I wouldn't expect that to be maintained, but he's putting up no. um, you know three about three point four of those a game, which is elite. He, his best categories are yeah that three category and, and the steals as well, which he did you know maintain that last season. So there's a common trend at one point eight. Um, so. I still feel like he is he top thirteen talent. No, I think it'll be the back end of the twenties. He'll put up a season similar to I think last season, where he'll be. I think it was around a thirty-ish kind of value, um, just because of the, the threes and the steals were so elite. But he, he does hurt you in, in kind of field goal um, a fair bit, and, and the rebounds do hurt a bit as well. Yeah, so, I'll, I'll I, I see him dropping out. I'll read out his averages: um, twenty point four points per game, three point four threes. 4.3 rebounds, 6.2 assists, 1.8 steals, 0.7 blocks, field goals shooting 42% and, and 88% from the free throw line. And he's only having 1.8 turnovers per game. I don't really know. Now, the blocks are high at 0.7 um, for, for a guard. So I think that will drop. But outside of that, I can see him maintaining these numbers. I honestly don't think that those are unrealistic for him to maintain. Now, obviously, he had a huge game today. Um, but as an average over 21 games, I think that that's something that he can sustain. And I, and I genuinely think he is a shot for a top 20 finish this season. Um, he was close to it last year. I think he was ranked 25th or something last year. And I think that this year, Kyle Lowry's gotten that year one year older. Um, so I think he's just t- moving into that primary guard role um, and on a struggling Raptors team he's sort of just trying to pull them over the line get to the, to the playoffs so um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a top 20 player this year uh, I, I do say I think his turnovers will go up that 1.8 I think his usage might go up a bit more or like he's taken really well you know he's taken 2.2 2. 2.2 last year yeah so yeah. Uh, 1.8 is elite to get your 6.2 assists so he's, oh, he's yeah. doing well there but I still feel like that's going to jump up a bit um, his threes could come down a little bit yeah, um, and I still feel I don't know his his uh, three throw percentage at eighty eight percent. I guess he always does do that, but well, what's his attempts like? He's been up three a game, which isn't amazing. It's not, it's not huge, yeah. He put up more attempts last year, so look, I, I think he's obviously elevated slightly, but I, I can't. I'm not confident to say that this is not just who he is now, and he's just taken that next step into his game. Like I said, I think Kyle Lowry being a year older is a big factor to that. Um, the only thing that I can really see is that those blocks should come down. He's actually um, yeah, in a positive. If we talk about um, like 
being being a, in terms of um, value, he's a positive in blocks. And last year he only averaged 0.3 blocks. This year he's over doubled that. So I do see that coming back down. He's had a few games where he's had multiple. Like he had three blocks today. Um, so I don't think that's going to continue, which may drop his value down. But if you drafted him, you're not you're not drafting for blocks anyway. So who cares? Um, I, I do want to highlight um, just one more player in this uh, list here, and uh, well, the the guy who is at number seventeen, Christian Wood. Now he had an ADP of forty five this preseason, uh, so that makes it a, a twenty eight ranking jump uh, to get him to the seventeenth ranked player. Do you think that he is someone that is we should view as a top twenty player moving forward? I mean, I'm looking at his stats. He, he's been consistent. So I, I'll say yes. The, the, the one downside will be if for some reason defenses kind of like figure him out because he hasn't been doing it for very long. Obviously, it's yeah. been about a month this season, a month last season. Maybe something clicks for some kind of de- defensive strategy against him. So there's potential for that, but there's no signs of it. I, I have faith that he probably will end pretty similar to where he is right now at that um, you know, 18, 19, 17, you know, what, what, whatever you're going to say around that, that area. Just because, um, I mean, like, I've been watching some of those Houston games. He, he is a bucket. He just... Oh, man. He can shoot over people um, efficiently, too. He hits threes. He, he gets yep. the 1.7 blocks. He's long, so he can yep. get the blocks. I don't really see how much of that would drop off. But as I said, look, it's still kind of a small sample size. Yeah. Um, I know I know. I highlighted him in my uh, sort of sleeper um, draft. I think from memory, I think you disagree with me slightly. Um, I think he's looking like he... Uh, to me, I think he's a top 20 player. I think he's looking like he's going to be a second round draft pick next year. He... It, like I said, not, this all looks sustainable to me. Maybe his... Um, field goal percentage drops slightly uh, without James Harden being there and he's taking more of the, the shots in the, in the offense but I think his free throw percentage could improve as well so he's shooting 69% last year he shot 74.5 so I think that could come up and his scoring will sort of be around that level and he's only averaging 32.5 minutes I know they're playing Boogie Cousins a bit there as well so maybe that's why his minutes aren't sort of at the 35-36 level mark but you know should he increase those minutes he's got further to actually even be better than this so um i think he i think this is who he is so uh for those of you who drafted him in the 40s in the fourth uh round i think you guys got a a big big bargain on your hands so congratulations any other one else you want to touch on or before we move on or pretty happy um i'm I'm pretty pretty content with it i guess we can do an honorable mention to um to good old Giannis, who obviously would be in the top 20 if it wasn't for the the terrible free throw percentages that, that he affects your team on. So, yep. When you take those things into consideration, obviously it's all about the punt stuff. So you could throw um, someone like your Andre yeah. Drummond up there if you were punting that too. But it depends on your build. Yeah. So yeah, I, I did have some honorable mentions or notice, noticeably absent um, players. So Giannis is there. If you're punting free throws, he's the eighth ranked player. So obviously that's just how rankings work. Free throws, it's a negative stat. So he is right down there, but eight if you don't care about that category. Devin Booker is another one who is ranked 100th at the moment. Uh, having a really poor season uh, in terms of fantasy. He's not doing too bad in real life, but uh, 46th if you're punting blocks and turnovers. So still not really very close to where you drafted him so he's looking like someone that 
you know, with Chris Paul coming in, might have affected him more than we anticipated. I think he'll be better than this, but definitely someone who looks like he was overdrafted this year. Um, Trey Young is another one who was sort of selected in the first round. He's ranked 44th in the season, but he is ranked 15th when you're punting field goal percentage and turnovers. So huge negatives for him there. So if you generally, if you draft Trey Young, you are punting those categories. So he is, whilst being disappointing, um, still not horrible when you're in that punt. And then the last one is LeBron James, who's ranked 34th. And uh, that, again, is free throw percentage. So if you punt that that category, he's 18th overall. So he would be in this top 20 list. So um, still think he might have been over overdrafted, um, but sort of where I sort of expected him to be this season. All right. Oh, there's some good names there. There's definitely some good names there. Yeah, but I think Devin Booker's the one who I'm the, the most uneasy about. Let's move on to our last category of the podcast today. Um, some good old-fashioned buy low and sell high, guys. So, um, again, if you like some fantasy content, please subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, click like on the video. It helps us out so we can spread the good word. Uh, let's start with some buy low dudes. Who have you got um, that we can try and make some trades for, Cal? Well, we'll start right after that, who a uh, player we just mentioned. Yeah. Devin Booker. Okay. Hit me with some D-Book stats. I, I think you can buy low because obviously I don't see him performing any worse than he is right now. He, right. He's only putting up, I mean, look, 45% from the field, yes. Um, he's putting up like 24.5, only 2.6 rebounds, 3.4 assists, um, one steal, half a block, and his turnovers are okay, I guess, um, at 2.9. So I, I just feel like his usage probably has to go up a bit. It, it, the three assists are kind of what, what stares at me, and assists mm. can be very valuable. I understand Chris Paul has taken a lot more of the load um, this season, especially at the start of the season, because he's been playing really well. But at some point, um, they're going to have to take a bit more of the ball off, off Chris. I think it's a very, you know, it's a shortened season. Um, he's pretty old. Maybe they'll, they'll do some rest days. I, I'm not too sure, but I think he only can go up from here. Only. Yeah. So if, if you can make a bit of a trade, um, you know, around a value, I don't know, around the 50s or, or 60s, you, you could definitely make some ground there yeah yeah I, I i would agree i had him on my list too i think uh, another thing just to add to something that could improve i think his free throw attempts per game and free throw percentage could also increase last year he was attempting 7.3 free throws a game and shooting over 91 percent uh nearly 92 percent which is amazing and, and it's hard to replicate that but he's shooting nearly 10 percentage points worse this year um, which I think will be corrected. He'll be closer towards that high 80s rather than low 80s in, in percentage. And if he can get to the line a little bit more, um, that makes a huge difference in a category that both on percentage and attempts um, adds to the value. So uh, just to give an example, on Boston Monster here, he's last year um, he was a 2.65 um, sort of standard deviation uh, in terms of value in free throw percentage, this year he's a 0.37, so um, substantially worse in that category, uh, which probably boosted his value a lot more last year. And, and obviously the scoring. I think the scoring, do you think he's going to score more than this? Like last year he was averaging nearly 27 a game. Right now he's averaging 23. Do you think that goes up another couple couple points? Um, yeah, look, I'll give him a couple more points. I just, I just think there's a lot of things that will go up. I yeah. can see the points going up a couple points. I can see even the three-pointers go up to maybe that three-year game. Um, yeah. I, I could see the assists and rebounds also just getting that one or two up. Um, yeah. I don't see why he can't do like a, you know, 26, 
four rebounds and yeah. those five assists. So everything is getting that, that little yeah. bit up just to boost him. Yeah. He's he's still doing similar to what we expect him to do, but just those those little things like the free throw volume, the the, the few assists, the couple of points, and that's it really. Uh, that's just enough to, to change these rankings. So if you've got an owner who's so concerned about rankings and they just want the most the highest ranked player, those are the owners that you'll be able to successfully get a buy low um, uh, for, for someone like Devin Booker. All right, I'll throw out another buy low here, and his name, it, we're sticking very high on the list here. His name is Anthony Davis. Um, I'd mentioned before that he is um, someone who we had lofty expectations, was sometimes going, he went, I know he went number one in our league. He was the first rate, first player off the board, and he's not been living up to it. So I think that there is some scope for you to actually go out and buy low on Anthony Davis. He's the 19th ranked player on Yahoo at the moment. Um, and the free throw percentage is one of the biggest things that is the reason for that. He's shooting under 71% for the season um, when historically... That has not been his thing, uh, which is dragging his ranking down. Uh, He's also reduced his points per game and rebounds. So I think all of those things will continue to come up. Obviously, they had a really short break. So maybe he's just easing himself back into it. But if there's an owner panicking and you can sort of get him for someone more around that like 10th mark, um, you know, like like a early second round player, I think you could you could maybe do that. Yeah I, yeah, I totally agree. I think the one thing you point out, the, the free throws, they have to come up. Have the to come up. past two seasons, they, he's pretty much averaged 84% uh, in the season. Right now, he's about, yeah, that's 71. So that, that has to go up with his attempts as well. That's what's kind of hurting. Yeah. Because he's putting up about six attempts a game. And with the percentages he's done right now, it's it's more of a negative. So if he brings yep. up more up to a positive, it'll be up there. I can also see his points coming up. He's only at about 22 I can see it bumping up to 24-ish, similar to what he did last season. So, um, yeah, definitely room for improvement there. Um, Could be a buy low, as you said, to someone that's got his brains focused on the the rankings. Yeah. Um, So, definitely, he's he's always going to be a first-round talent, always. Always, yeah. He's just so talented. He's just such a good player. Like, if you throw someone like a Christian Wood, like, if you put their numbers side to side, Christian Wood's averaging more points, more rebounds. Um, you know, the, the blocks are very comparable. He's having better field goal percentage. So, uh, more threes than Anthony Davis as well. So, you could maybe sway someone away from Anthony Davis with a Christian Wood or even someone who's ranked even higher, someone like a Nikola Vucevic. Uh, Miles Turner, someone who's in the top 10. You know, uh, someone like that, I would definitely throw out. Um, unless you just sort of really crucially need those blocks because Miles Turner might get you more, but you're going to get way more points, rebounds, assists, free throw percentage uh, with, with Anthony Davis. So if, if you could execute on Miles Turner for Anthony Davis, far out. You, you're going pretty close to winning your league with that kind of trade. <laughs> yeah, 100% agree. Uh, give me another buy low there, Cal. All right, uh, next one. It's, it's a sad one to say because he's on my team and I would even consider getting rid of him. Yeah. Um, so okay. If you so that... Send me an offer, Mitch. Can, I'm going to say Jamal Murray <laughs> ah. um, as a, as a buy low. I regret it because in the moment I, was, I literally needed the guard spot, and yep. I was tossing up between him and Zach Levine, and I took him, and that now looks so stupid in doing uh-huh. that because uh, Zach Levine is killing it. But look, um, Jamal Murray. I've got Yahoo in front of me right now. It's it's 107 for the season, which is not good. Yeah. Um, especially for someone I, I think I drafted in the fourth round. 
So it was fourth or fifth round. So yeah, yeah, not not a good pick for me um, currently. Is his field goal is not positive. Um, he's only putting up, you know, what's that? Seventeen points a game. That's miserable. Um, so is that seventeen? You know, four and five. So I, I was expecting him to kind of maintain that playoff form in the bubble because he was killing it. But it looks like that was just a hot streak. Is kind of like what the yeah I've now drawn. I hope yep. you can bring it back a bit, but it, it looks like it was a bit of a hot streak. It looks like so. it was a bit of a flash in the pan because if you actually look at the numbers, um, he is basically identical to what he did last year. Uh, yeah, he's dropped 0.4 assists, but literally doing the exact same thing. The only difference here is the free throw percentage is worse than last year by 10%, which is significant. Um, so that's actually a fairly fairly big difference. Um, so if he gets that back up to 88%, which is what he shot last year, you know, maybe there's another another point or two on there. So he might be averaging 24 and 4. But it looks like this is just Jokic's team. Uh, and he's sort of the second fiddle. And Michael Porter Jr. hasn't even really been there the entire season. So there is scope for him to actually potentially get... Oh, I wouldn't say worse, but but I'm not necessarily sure that this is a buy low. I more think that this is just who he is. So, like, if you think it's a buy low, where do you think him see him improving there, Cal? Well, I'm more seeing it. I'm, I'm viewing it more of a, a week-to-week um, kind of league because yeah. you know this guy can heat up. He hasn't yep. done it yet. So there will be weeks where he can really boost you in points. He'll go off for, like, a field goal. I'm sure he'll have, like, some kind of 40-point. 50 yep. point you know, kind of week and he just you know well like it was doing in the playoffs so that's the positive I'm bringing from I'm still kind of I guess so he's on my team I'm holding out for those weeks to occur this hasn't yep. bloody happened which is so if that happens at the end of the season I mean you're yeah. looking at a, a team yeah. that could very well compete for a championship so that's the ceiling it's really only in your head to uh, those weekly head-to-head leagues where I do see him as a buy low yeah yeah so Roto you wouldn't buy him low because he's just yeah. and as an average he's probably going to be doing something similar but he has the potential to, to sort of heat up yeah I, I sort of agree with that take I'm probably less high on him like I was at the beginning of the season obviously um but, you know, he's, he's definitely not going to be the 77th ranked player, which is what he is currently. Um, so if you could if you could throw someone who's more in that, you know, 50 to 60 range and get him, I think you're going to get a good deal there. So um, by rankings definition, I think, yeah, he, he could be qualified as a buy low. Uh, I'm going to throw a, another guard out there who has been quite disappointing so far this year, uh, and that is D'Angelo Russell uh, for the Timberwolves. I think... Let me just bring up his ranking right now. Um, he is someone who, again, I wasn't too high on, but yeah, at the moment he's been um, well under, and in, even without Carthony Towns uh, playing with him alongside him, who's missed all but four games. So uh, very disappointing. He's the 104th ranked player on Yahoo. So someone who I think can definitely be better than this. His percentages have always been a bit shaky. Um but his scoring's down, his assists are down. Uh, he's someone who typically does hit a lot of threes per game, but I think he's someone that if someone's concerned with the rankings and you see 104 next to his name, um, you could definitely get him as a buy-low candidate. And I think his shot selection and shot quality will actually improve when Carlton Towns is back. Yeah, I'm actually I'm a big fan of this pick. I think he's a textbook um, buy-low. I was pretty high on him before the season because I thought that him and Carlton Towns would be lethal offensively. Yeah. Um, look, defensively, those Timberwolves would probably still lose a fair few games. But offensively, I saw those guys as being so good together. Yeah. Um, when Russell was an all-star back in Brooklyn, he had one of the highest 
like kind of um, screen. If you look at like screen plays running for certain yep. players, he was way up there. And that yep. works so well with Carlton Towns. So just the fact that he doesn't have that and he's trying to create his own shot so much, his field goal is only at 42%, which is hurting you on 17 attempts. So you'd really expect his, that efficiency to go up. Um, his assists would definitely go up. I can see him going up to like eight assists a game when Carlton Towns is actually playing. Yeah, so it, it's hurting him a lot right now. So I, yeah, great, great pick for a buy low. I think I think they're going to move away from Ricky Rubio as well. Um, obviously, Anthony Edwards has moved into the starting lineup as well, and he's not going to be generating any assists. So uh, I see him as the primary ball handler in that starting lineup. So I can see the assists assist going up from here. Um, and I know he's, he's still hitting three threes a game, but he hit three and a half last year. So I think that could even improve. Um, and again, it seems to be a common theme with these guys, free throw percentage. He's shooting 74% on the season, where last year he hit 81%. And that's like that key difference between it being a negative and a positive in free throw percentage uh, when you can be below that sort of 78, 79% um, on a fairly... Uh, he, he's shooting three and a half attempts. So not huge volume, but still enough to hurt you versus you know four and a half attempts last year on a positive volume. It's a big flip uh, when, you, when you change that percentage in a category like that. So if that switches around, his ranking can climb fairly quickly. So someone who I'd be targeting if you need sort of that, that guy that can get you some threes and assists and, and score in the 20s um, there. So uh, let's, we've got one more time. We've got time for one more uh, buy low each here, Cal. Let's make it a quick one um, before we move on to the sell highs. Um, look, I'll, I'll, we did mention a bit last week. I'm going to say Russell Westbrook. If you yeah. have any kind of faith, and if he fits you, he has to fit your build. I was saying, he has, has to, to fit your build. build. Yeah. But he actually played really well against the Brooklyn team. Maybe he is back, and, and maybe the guy who had him is a bit sick of him. He could get a bit of a buy low. Um, I don't see him paying any worse than he did the, for the first month of the season. He, yeah. Look, maybe he brings it back, he turns it on, and he could be a good buy low target. He's he's someone I I consider for this list, but I kind of left him off because I just feel like he he's doing he's averaging 20, 20 points. He's nearly averaging a triple double. Like he, like yeah. let's be fair, he's nearly averaging a triple double, and everyone was losing their mind when he first averaged a triple double back when he won his MVP. Um, I was not in that camp. I've always never really liked this guy, but. Yeah, it's just so inefficient. 41% on huge volume, 67% free throw percent on, on huge volume, nearly five turnovers a game. He's not even averaging a steal, 0.3 blocks. Um, it, you know, even the 1.73s is a negative. Like, it's it's the league. There's so many threes shot this league. So, he's someone you have to be punting um, free throw percentage. You have to be, and you have to be punting turnovers. Um and probably field goal percentage too. So if you're in that percentage punt and turnovers, he's actually a very valuable player. But it's those percentages and, and um, turnovers are hard to stomach otherwise. Um, but I, I do like he, it. He has to hit your build. But yeah, it's definitely a target. He'll probably be, he'll be better than this. And obviously they've had a rough run with, with COVID and things like that. So he hasn't really had too much time to get build that chemistry. So he will be better. And he has shown a ceiling in the last couple of games. So maybe the owner is still panicking. Um, also keep in mind, he... Still resting back to back, so keep that in mind as well. That's another negative for him. Uh, my last guy is another guard, and it is Jar Morant. Um, after a hot start to the season, recently he's been cold uh, and has not been producing to the way we expect. He had a bit of time off with the Grizzlies missing a lot of games, so owners might be panicking a little bit. Sort of maybe that those first few weeks were a flash in the pan. Um, so I think he is someone that you might be able to get some based on sort of more recency biased uh, a, a buy low offer in. Um, 
he, he won't be this bad that he has been in the last last couple of games. So uh, maybe you can float a, a low offer to get Jamar on your team. Yeah, he's coming off an injury. Um, yeah. So he's only going to get a bit better. I can see an assist coming up. His field goal is surprisingly being really good, though, at about 51% on his 14 attempts. So that, that's positive. Um, he- he doesn't get um, he doesn't get many the, the thing with him and this is sort of his way he's shown so far in his career it could improve but he he's not someone who shoots a lot of threes and he's not someone who gets a, a bunch of steals for a guard either uh, and only averaging two rebounds a game which is quite low so um, all those things we'll, we'll see we'll see how they work out but I do think he'll be much better than this and he, he's definitely a top top I would say top forty player. Um, for the rest of the season. So if you can get someone outside the top 50 for him, uh, I would definitely do that. Let's move on to the sell high guys. Um, throw us a name out, Cal. Who are you selling high to try and maximize value? All right, I'm going to say your predicted all-star starter in Jalen Brown. Yeah. You need to get rid of him. Um, yeah. Well, just sell high. He's, He's had Jason Tatum out with the COVID. Kemp has been out with his knee thing. He's just, the offense has run through him. And he's done a great job. He Obviously, has. His field goal has been through the roof. He's been killing it. And that's one reason why his value yep. is so enhanced right now. It's just that, that field goal um, on, on the attempts. I mean, yeah, he's one of those kind of elite players. It, this, he doesn't really hurt you anyway either. I mean, mm-hmm. good points, six rebounds, the, almost four assists. Yep. Um, gets this, the, you know, 1.2 steals, 0.6 blocks. He's it, just like an all-rounder. Yeah, um, but look, his usage has to come down. Kemba's back, um, he's and we, we've back to old Kemba, but he is back, and, and Tatum's back as well. So yeah, and we've seen it. We've seen it in like I, I would be trying to move on this very fast because the the window to sell high is going to close pretty quickly. Um, but maybe you still can do it based on rank uh, and that sort of stuff. Because I know in the last two weeks he's been the 37th ranked player and in the last week he's been the 64th ranked player um i know that's a much smaller sample size but you can already see the usage starting to come down with kemba and tatum back into the lineup and i just think that field goal percentage it's it's unsustainable it's not it's not going to be him shooting like that the entire season he'll probably still be good but 52 and a half percent on nearly 20 attempts is just that's enormous and i don't think he's that kind of a player um you know it's like LeBron James kind of territory. Like that's, yeah, that, that's not really something that he's going to do. Uh, so I think that if you're going to sell him I, do it quickly because you're going to run out of room pretty quick. Um, I'm going to mention one of your players here, Cal, as a sell high candidate. Um, based on recent form, uh, Al Horford is a sell high candidate for me. Um, I just don't think that he is going to... He's had a good week recently, a good couple of weeks, actually, um, since returning back from the birth of his child. There seems to be a bump, actually. Um, he's actually been, in the last uh, in the last week, the seventh-ranked player on three games. Um, but I think they're going to move away from him as the season progresses, and I think he is someone... We talked about uh, Isaiah Roby as a stash candidate. I think the reason is because either we think... Horford may get moved and traded or they're going to start to play him less and less and give the young guys a bit more of a run on this OKC roster. So I think if you can get some good value from Horford now while he's playing well, uh, I would try and do so. Yeah, well, he's playing well. Um, he's been put up everything. Uh, the steals, the blocks, the assists, you know, what he's been accustomed to kind of like back in um, his days in Boston. Yeah. And I'll, I will say kind of in limited minutes too. Like he's been putting that up in like about 28 minutes a game. So, yeah, it hasn't been huge minutes, yeah. 
So he, he still is sharing the court with some of those young guys. But I, I know what you mean. There is the whole aspect with him is there is that bit of a, you know, on one perspective, it's maybe they could just play him a lot of minutes to try and get him, you know, over the line for a trade before the trade deadline. Um, if yeah. they do happen to keep him, there's no, there's not really any motivation to play him high minutes. So I can understand yeah. why you'd, you'd feel like that. But I, look, I'm happy to run with him for a while unless I do get a good offer. I'm yeah. really happy to run with what he's doing. I still feel like he's still got about two odd years on that contract, maybe two or three um, years on that contract, which is huge. So it's in OKC's interest to just kind of push him out to the world and be like, hey, he's, he's still a good player, I swear, um, and, yeah. and try and just make that trade. So I'm 50-50 on it. It, it could hurt in, in the end, so I can see where, you can come, where you're coming from. Let me give you let me give you two players who are ranked kind of in the similar sort of position. Holford's ranked 59th overall, and Dejounte Murray is ranked 67th. So, uh, what's that? Eight spots back. So, I know who I would definitely rather have, and uh, that's the lower ranked player in Dejounte Murray. Uh, so, if you if you could get Horf, like trade Horford for a top sort of 70 player or, or even 80 top 80 player, I would definitely execute that. Um, Look, and his his ranking is is boosted by the fact that he only averages zero point eight turnovers, and when that's like one of your best categories, I just think that that's just you know it's just inflating your value to the point where it's it's not really it's not real is what I'm trying to say um, in terms true, of the yeah. ranking. I think I've lost turnovers every week so far, so maybe he's <laughs> someone I should be looking to get rid of. Yeah, so if it's not something that you're, you're valuing, I mean. Yeah, cool. He nearly gets you still in a blocker game. The seven rebounds, 2.33s from your bigs, nice. But it's definitely not, probably not even top 100 value. You could probably pick that up on the wire. Uh, yeah, you know, someone like Kelly Olenek is giving you that those sort of numbers without without the assists. So um, that's someone, yeah. Someone I would consider, if, if you can go off rankings, trying to sell high. Show us another name, Cal, for sell high. All right, so next sell high I've got um, is, is Clint Capella. Okay. Um, he has been killing it. And I feel like he will drop off a bit. If I read it, I'm looking at the stats now. I'm looking at um, on Yahoo. Yeah. They've got him putting up 14.8 points, 15.2 rebounds, um, mm. which is crazy. This is for the last month, specifically yep. the last month. Um, 2.7 blocks a game. Yeah. That, that, those categories, specifically the rebounds, the blocks, that, that is so elite. Um, yep. You know, turnover is only 1.3 a game. His field goal is 55% on 11.5 attempts. So he's really boosting you up in those three categories, which has jumped him up to the 20th rank um, for the last month. Um, yeah. So do I think he's going to maintain that? I don't think so. I I, I wouldn't put money on it. So I'd probably yeah. just try and get rid of him. I, so yeah, a good sell high candidate for me. He, he's he's definitely been, um, you know, if you're looking at those shorter, like last month, last couple of weeks, he's been um, elevated by that game where he had 10 blocks um, in the one game. So in the last couple that's of weeks, right. he's averaging t- uh, 4.2 blocks. So that's obviously going to skew the value in, in shorter sample sizes. Yeah, um, so if you have a fool like me, you totally forgot about that. I'm looking at the blocks. <laughs> I know he's putting up 2.7 a game. That's a yeah. Yeah, so that's how you get people. That's how you that's, do the old sell high. That's how you, that's how you get people. I mean, ten blocks—that's ridiculous. That doesn't happen very often. So, I mean, obviously, he's a capable shot blocker, and he averaged one point eight. He's averaged over one and a half blocks the last three seasons. So he is a good shot blocker, but just not at this kind of a level. And the rebounds, you would think, with the player like John Collins on the team, are probably not going to be this high as well. So, um, I, I agree. I think he is a, probably a sell high, especially if you're looking at those recent numbers. Like he's the eleventh ranked player in the last two weeks. He's definitely not going to be the 11th ranked player moving forward. So if you can sell him for a top uh, a top 
25 kind of player, I would definitely do so. Um, maybe have a swig at Anthony Davis, who was on our buy low uh, candidates, and, and sort of try and sell those blocks and rebounds uh, for, for a frustrated Anthony Davis owner. I mean, you might have to attach probably something else. But probably probably wouldn't happen. Yeah. It's worth going for, right? Yeah, why not? Try and try, try do something. Um, <laughs> But oh yeah, I did want to mention uh, we we copped a bit of heat from one of your comments on on our more recent podcast about uh, DeAndre Jordan being compared to Clint Capella. Do you have um, what do you have to say for yourself, Cal? <laughs> that comment hasn't aged well. Uh, over the past few weeks, that comment has not aged well. They, if you look, look at the game today, they actually benched him as well. He's coming off the bench. They had Jeff Green starting at center. Yeah, yeah. So, that was my worry. Um, He's just not good anymore. I, I think. I, I look. The jury's out. Um, I. I'm probably on the fence of you guys now. I, I, I <laughs> okay. I've been proven wrong. There is still time though. Uh, right. But but I'm I'm kind of almost giving up. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't don't be that guy. Just admit you're wrong and, and move on. Don't don't go falling down with the ship. Uh, I I saw where you're coming from, but yeah, that that comment did not age well. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna throw another player out there who is a sell high candidate, and it is uh, old man Chris Paul. Now, Chris Paul has been balling recently, and definitely more recently as well. Um, but it, as on the season overall, I am always concerned about his health. Um, he is someone I've always sort of worried about in terms of his, his getting to the latter part of his career. He's, he's doing an amazing job to, to keep doing, put up the numbers he, he is. But in the last week, he's the eighth ranked player. The last two weeks, the 16th ranked player. And for the season, um, the 34th ranked player. And I just... I'm just worried that that's going to drop off at some point. Like he's still getting those elite assist numbers, uh, low turnovers, free throw percentage is shooting 96%. That is just not sustainable. 96.6% is just, I don't think anyone's ever done that before. Like that is absolutely crazy. Um, so that that is super elite. Um, you know, he's had a few games recently where he's put, over, put up over 30 points. I, I don't see that happening with Devin Booker going to assert himself a little bit more we had him as a, a buy low so I think on the flip side uh, Chris Paul's a bit of a sell high guy right now yeah I'll, I'll throw a random stat out there uh, that this is off the top of my head I remember I think Kobe has the record for like the most consecutive free throws made to begin the season so it's a weird yeah. stat he only usually shot about like you know the 80s um, but just to start the season he went on a streak like say 40 um, or so free throws and it's something like that. Maybe obviously Chris Paul hasn't hit 100% of them, but it's something like that where just to start, you have a bit of a hot streak and it will come back down to earth. So yeah, um, definitely expect that. But yeah, look, the, the eight assists are great. If you look at the... He's putting up the value where you would have drafted him. You would have drafted around the 30 um, area. He's performing well. Um, if anything, he's, he's definitely overperforming. So if you want to yeah. make a bit of a trade, you could. Um, he fits everyone's build as well. That's the good thing about Chris Paul. You, you can throw a trade with Chris Paul in it, and it will. Unless someone's punting assists, I guess that's the one punt. But otherwise, this man fits yeah. everything. I do want to so speak on that free throw percentage one more time. The all-time leader Steph Curry in free throw percentage has never had a season where he shot over ninety-three percent from the free throw line, except for the five games he played last year where he shot hundred percent. But that's hardly a sample size. <laughs> Um, so, like, I know it seems ridiculous to be picking on guy, someone who's shooting 96% free throw percentage, but when that comes down, that's going to reduce the value he has in that category. Um, and uh, just the health. I, like, if I just trade a Chris Paul for someone who is going to be the same for him the rest of the season, I would just sleep way better at night because I'm just worried at any moment his hamstring's going to go or something's going to happen. He may not. He may keep going. But uh, just the risk factor there, if you can get someone of equal or greater value, I, I would definitely pull the trigger. 
good pick. All right, um, give us one more sell high here, Cal. All right, I've, I've got Jeremy Grant. I've got Jeremy Grant slotted into this position. Interesting, because, yep. Look, he has been killing it. Um, in the past month, he's ranked at 25. So mm. that's what I've got in front of me. And then rightfully so. He's been putting up, you know, two and a half threes a game. 24 points, huge. That kind of six rebounds, three and a half assists. Um, he puts up that 0.8 steal and, and 1.2 block. So even the defensive stats yep. go really well. And, and look, 24 points while only turning over the ball. One and a half turnovers a game. So he's yeah. helping you a lot. Um, and, and the reason I, I will say sell high is because he obviously is the number one option in Detroit. And, and there will be, now that everyone else in the league kind of knows that, they will home in on him a bit more. And they're yep. throw a lot of more defensive specialists at him. Um, so you, you've seen it in previous years. I think last season it was a good example where Pascal Siakam had a really good hot start and then a lot of defense has kind of homed in on, on his skills and it really kind of fell off. I yep. can see that happening for Jeremy Grant. Um, uh, I, I can see that happening too. I was very skeptical with him in that number one role. Um, I did have him as a... As we, we both had him as a sleeper pick. He's far exceeded our expectations to what we had at the season. To be, you know, sort of that top top 25 player um, on the year, basically, is just nothing I, I expected to begin with. Um, and, and I don't want to get... Like, this sounds like the free throw percentage podcast, but um, I do want to bring our attention to the, the free throw percentage um, jump from this year to last... Or from last year to this year. Last year, he shot seven, 75% on two and a half, 2.8 attempts. This year, he's shooting basically nearly 87% on six and a half attempts. That is just an enormous improvement um, for someone who, yeah, just has, and last year was his best year ever shooting free throw percentage. So he's he's kind of one of those players that's improved every year. So there is a linear progression, but this was just an enormous jump and just completely flipped the value in that category. So I'm thinking maybe that will regress. I think it has to regress at some point. It's probably definitely going to be maybe a, an above 80% free throw shooters, but this is, that's crazy. That's a huge jump. Um, well, I, I can see the attempt still being somewhat maintained. He yeah, is, he is yeah. that number one option, but yes. I, do, I agree with the you percentage. that the percentage would drop. Yeah, definitely. So, um, And that will affect his, his points per game. And, and like you said, so I think the points and threes and free throw percentage are all sort of subject to, to dip slightly. Um, uh, not a huge hit in, in any one category, but just those small dips will, will definitely drop him down the rankings. Um, so if you, could, if you could get another top 25 player... For Jeremy Grant, I definitely would do so. Um, so I like that pick. Uh, but he, he is playing really well, and I, I don't see too much else dropping from him in terms of rebounds, blocks, steals, field goal percentage. It all seems pretty pretty maintainable. Uh, all right, my last pick for a sell high is Harrison Barnes. Um, on my team again. Yeah, so, I know. I'm, I'm picking on your team. I've you got should... a lot of sell highs. <laughs> yeah, you got a few sell highs. That's why you're number one ranked player. <laughs> no, I think, um, look, Harrison Barnes has never put up a season like he's putting up right now. He is averaging career highs in um, rebounds, assists, field goal percentage, free throw percentage, um, and he's just... He's playing 30, nearly 36 minutes a night. I just think that this is something that he is not going to be able to sustain. He's currently the 52nd ranked player. His highest season that he finished was back in Dallas. He finished at the 79th ranked player. Um, and last year, he was the, outside of the top 160. So 
Whilst I think he is maybe having a career year, I just don't think that it's going to maintain this level. He's shooting over 50% from the field, which is just by far and away his highest he's ever done in his career. And I just don't think it's sustainable. Um, So I think the assists are going to drop. The points are going to drop. The field goal percentage is going to drop. And as a result, probably the threes are going to drop. And probably the rebounds too. So I just think that he's <laughs> a classic candidate of a sell high because I just, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm a little bit lower than I should be on Harrison Barnes, but I just don't think he's a great player. Um, and he's definitely not a top 50 player. So if you can get even a top 70 ranked player back, I, I would do so straight away. Do you see him getting up to that one steal a game um, on average? I don't think he's ever done no. it before. Do no, I don't see him, him doing it. To see him this being the season, no. I think this um, will be like 0.8 seals. Sure, he can do that, but I don't think he's going to breach the one seal. he does every year. I, I don't think he's actually ever put up a steal. Um, no, on, he hasn't. In a season, which is pretty pretty wild. Thinking I've got it up now. Yeah, the best he's done is 0.8. So he's yeah. done a career high for his team. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even mention that. <laughs> um, but look, I I think he's got a better mold for his team now. He plays a lot more of the four in crunch time because Bagley's off and they put, throw Halliburton out there. So. That's why his field goal is up a bit. Uh, I, I understand what you mean. It, it's only going to drop off in a few of those categories. Um, yeah. I can still see him maintaining the points, though. I can see him maintaining the rebounds pretty comfortably. Um, I don't see huge drop-offs in on the field goal. It might go down a couple percent, I guess, which will affect him. Yeah, so. Um, but I think, look, from a fantasy point of view, it's definitely a, a career year for him. Oh, uh, yeah, it's probably it's probably going to be his career year. Like the assists are definitely going to come down. There's no way he's averaging three and a half assists. Um, yeah. And, and just like, I just can't see that field goal percentage staying anywhere near what it is. You know, his highest is 46.8%. He's shooting over 50%. So I think it's going to come closer to 47%. And, and, and that will drop his, his scoring. You know, if he puts up the same amount of shot attempts, his scoring is going to drop as a result. So um, I think the shot attempts will be there. They'll be the same. But just that percentage, it just affects a lot of different things. Um, so, I, yeah, I just... And, and when he doesn't score as well or as efficiently, there's just not as much else there to support his value. Like you said, the steals aren't there, the blocks aren't there, um, the assists I think are going to drop. So I think he is someone who definitely fits the mold of a sell high. Sorry to pick on your team there, Cal. That's okay. Look, I'm taking offers. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, that's probably, that's probably a reason why you're the you're the uh, number one player in our in our uh, league at the moment, and. Um, I've got a few buy low guys, so that's why probably I'm sitting a bit bit low <laughs> in, in the standings, but hopefully we can make it up. Uh, again, if you are listening along on YouTube, please subscribe to the YouTube channel and like the video. Follow us along on Twitter at BallBoysNBA. Um, and we will catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. Bye.